And we are live. Welcome back. Ladies and gentlemen, I am one of your co-hosts, Blake Rafino. Alongside me is my counterpart, Joe DeLeon. Good evening. Good sir. Blake, I gotta I gotta be straight with you, man. I, I gotta be honest. We're we're at the point. We've gone to the spot where the season's over for Notre Dame, and I can just I can just worry about the rest of the games. I can just focus on everybody else. I need to stop getting my hopes up. There's no New Year's Six Bowl. We're gonna go play in the Pop Tarts Bowl. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. I don't need to worry about them anymore. They stink for LSU. Same for LSU and that game last night. Which, by the way, I'm not gonna. A lot of people will ask me if I was gonna rant and rave. No, not really. I, I still think that that's targeting. I, I mean, well, it was. I mean, it that's was. the fourth time that we've had a, an incident with Dallas Turner and a quarterback ripping off helmets. Uh, Quinn Ewers. He and, and people are mad at me. Oh, he's a dirty. He's not a dirty player. I have evidence that he's had track records of doing stuff yes. like this. And regardless, everywhere else around college football, you protect the quarterback, but you don't protect Jaden Daniels. And, Joe, I, I tweeted this out. It got close to, like, 500,000 impressions on Twitter or something. I, 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 this is why SEC fans complain about favoritism towards Alabama. How do you not get that call? Like, And then yeah. Jaden Daniels getting horse-collared from behind, and then they call it on, J, you know, Jalen Milrow then gets it with Harold Perkins. That's why a lot of SEC uh, teams and fans complain, as Tennessee. But we'll talk about that game. Also, man, Georgia just keeps on rolling. Georgia just keeps on rolling. Go Georgia. Ahead. No, I was just going to say that Georgia, and we're going to dive into this. How the hell were they not ranked number one? How are they not ranked know. as the number one team? It's, it's criminal that we even wasted our time putting Ohio State and number one, and then all the Ohio State fans were all pissed off at us in the comments of the reaction video for no reason. I went, so here's the thing. This is back-to-back -back weeks. Utah was last week. Ohio State was this week. They were letting me have it in the comment section. Well, newsflash, buddy. I, I mean, <laughs> you're not that good. So, I mean, I we, shouldn't. We got to be real. Oh. We, it's not that they're bad. Look, it's not that we're not sitting here saying that they're, they don't what deserve I meant, to be. What I meant to say three. was, what I meant to say is you're not as good as Georgia, in my opinion. You're not deserving of that number one overall pick. I do think that they're a really good team. I also don't think that they're better than Michigan. I, I don't. I don't think if they played Michigan right now that they'd beat them. After what we saw, Rutgers is a good defensive team, but it's, it's still Rutgers. That's realistically a four or five loss Rutgers team that they let – if it wasn't for – like a backdoor cover, which is basically what happened, them scoring those late points, that game would have been a lot closer. And if it wasn't for Shiano playing way too conservatively, not going for it on fourth down in the red zone against the top team in the country, they could have lost. They really could have lost that game. Yeah, but here, you say it all the time, good teams find ways to win. And I do That's think, true. Joe, with the top teams in the country, what are we, what are we learning? The top five teams in the country not named Washington. I'll even say the, the top six. What are we learning? All of them play really good defense. All of them run the ball very well. We've gone back to old school football with spread concepts. We're, we're in old school football. This is outside of Washington and even last year. Yeah. Georgia, okay, <laughs> they're doing what they're doing. Saban's going back to it. There, There is a... Uh, I think press prepos, uh, prepos, 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 precedent. Precedent. Pre precedent. There is a uh, – no. Yeah, there is a precedent. 
on teams that run the ball really well and play good defense. You win a lot of football games by doing that. And we are seeing that. I will say this. Got Speaking of getting ridiculed on something, Nanana Boo Boo told you this game was going to be close against Missouri. I, I mean, uh, no, it, it won by nine. the game, the game, the entire fourth quarter was a was a score game. They were inside a score. Okay, I can see. Okay, that. like what, what are we talking about? Uh, the Cook ran. Brady Cook ran for a first down on third down, and they are going in to score. Okay, late into that football game, they have miscommunications on the offensive line. He takes a sack, like. That was a really close football game. It was. It felt like watching it that it wasn't as close as the outcome. And I, I'll kind of explain what I mean when we get to that game. But it, it didn't feel as close as it looked. You know, it felt like there I, was- no, I highly disagree. Highly really? disagree. Um, you know what game? <laughs> you, I, to be real with you, I, I don't know what to make of this. But we do have some breaking news. On this fine day of our Lord, Alex Grinch is fired. He should teach. He should go into like motivational speaking or like work for HR companies or just like job seekers and and teach them how that they people can stick around at jobs by doing the absolute bare minimum <laughs> for as long a period of time and how to get paid more money doing it. He's he is a master at that. But no, I can't believe it took this long. I, I cannot believe it took this long points. for him to get fired. And you know what's crazy? Washington was uh, Washington was the worst team in the Pac-12 at running the football. And that way, I tweeted that. That's how you know you're cooked. That's how you know your defense stinks when a, a running back who has an right. Dylan Johnson had like what was it, two hundred and fifty yards? It's not like it was yeah, one two hundred and fifty six. That's a that's and, abysmal. And not only that, he scored four touchdowns. So, <laughs> Alex Grinch has been fired. We'll talk about that really quickly. Clemson and Notre Dame. Old Tyler should have called earlier in the year. Tyler, I have a theory that that was a plant. I have a theory that that. Oh, was... if, if they would have <laughs> it was a plant. <laughs> no, I'm just I'm kidding. I'm but kidding, even but. if it is, even if it is. I'm going to be real with you. Those players and those kids rallied around Dabo, bro. I I mean, say what you want about him, but they love him. Look, I give the team credit for rallying the way that they did. It sucks watching Notre Dame lose. But my, my thoughts still stand unless this year in the transfer portal, he goes out and grabs all. Look, all I need is one or two top 100 transfer portal players and I'll I will concede that he is going to figure it out and turn things around but if he doesn't touch anyone in the top 100 it's going to be the same thing next year it absolutely will be the same thing next year because it's not like their their recruiting classes haven't been on some crazy level like they were a few years ago they've been on the outside of the top 10 or at the back end of the top 10 and I, I just think that that's concerning I'm going to say this. It's going to come off the wrong way. I do think that they're quarterback away in some extent. I don't think Kudnick's the issue, though. I know that he's not great. No. He's very young. Wait, wait, he's 30, very young. 13 of 26. They, they were perfect in the red zone. And again, this goes to the point that we've talked about every single time we've talked about Clemson. 
if they would have scored at half the times that they would have been in the red zone all year, they would not have a loss. Having receivers who get open and can extend plays is so important for quarterbacks. Klubnik has seven turnovers in the red zone, Joe. Not only does it, I'm not making excuses for that, but I'm saying that his performances would be better if he had at least one guy. He doesn't have a single receiver. Not having guy, so you have guys in between the twenties, but all of a sudden when he gets there and he has, he leads the country in turnovers in the red zone, then it's everybody's fault around him. No, that's absolutely his fault. But it would help if he could consistently rely on guys, and he just can't. He can't. I we have to take into account here and analyze. Imagine the mental wear that goes on a quarterback knowing and not being able to trust his receivers. That that wears on you over a season, and it's it's visible when we watch him play. He he can't. Uh, Florida State was not on his receiver. Okay, fair point. <laughs> All right, and bedlam, 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 bedlam. Ollie Gordon for Heisman. We're going to a fucking break. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not dealing with you right now. Oh, God. Now, I do think he's in the conversation. I think he's in the top ten. I think he gets to the podium. He's not going to win it, though. On a multi-loss team as a running back, he won't win it. But just like Andre Williams got there, and he's going to be a 2,000-yard rusher, he's pacing for it. He's probably yep. going to be like 21 Hundred yards. If he goes over two thousand, he'll, he'll be the there. Country. He's the best. Back oh yeah, it, none of question. those yards are fabricated either. The right. guy is just really freaking good. That offensive <laughs> line's not that good too. He he's doing a lot for that team. Yeah, he's he's a really good football player. But for the first time since the mid thirties, and back to back trips to Bedlam, they pull it off. Venable's hot seat? No, I'm just. I'm not going to go down there. I'm just, that's no. a joke. That's a joke. That's a joke. No, but you know what? <laughs> I think people need to shut up about Mike Gundy. That's fair. A lot of it's political, okay? But we do not talk politics on this show. We just talk football. And he's a good football coach. Whether you like him or not, he's a good football coach. All right. We got a lot to discuss. Everybody do us a favor by hitting the like and share. Share to all those social media groups. If you're on Facebook, if you're watching us on YouTube, like, subscribe, notification bell, wherever you listen to podcasts, rate, review, and subscribe. And Joe, look what I got on. Look what I got on. Home Elite shirt. Field apparel. Elite you can shirt. Go over to Rafino, or you can go over to Home Field Apparel. Type in the promo code Rafino Joe. Get 15% off of your purchase. Let's talk about our good friends over at betonline.ag. Don't go anywhere. We break down LSU, Alabama. We do that next. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way for you to wager on all of your favorite sports, contests, events, with the first-to-market odds in lines. Find reviews for all the news for each league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, college sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports information for live in-game betting props and futures. Head on over to BetOnline today and use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50, that's BELIEVE50, B-L-E-A-V-5-0, to receive your 50% off 
welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's betonline.ag. Betonline.ag. They're going to lose another game. If Quinn Ewers cannot come back into the regular season. But who are they playing the rest of the year? I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit. I, 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 I really don't care. They're playing TCU in Iowa State and Texas Iowa Tech. State. Uh, Where's that Iowa State game? Wait one second. I just closed it. If that Iowa State game's in Iowa State, I'm taking I'm it's, taking. It's at goal. Iowa State. The Iowa State's not good, dude. They got obliterated by Kansas. They're not, well, they're not a good I don't trust the guy that wears hats like that and Matt Campbell. I'm taking him. They're going to – he's he, – Quinn will be back by then. Okay. Quinn, I, I will assume that Quinn will probably be back by then. But they better hope so. All right. LSU and Alabama teed it off in Tuscaloosa uh, Saturday night primetime. It was the game of the week. A lot of people anticipating this. This one, Heisman Trophy candidate uh, Jaden Daniels went into the game. Joe, I'm going to start off with here. I, I, I don't. I know that he got knocked out of the football game. Mean Jaden Daniels. How you? Even though LSU lost, how anybody in their right mind? can walk out of that game and say that he's not the best player in the country, I have no idea. He had 300 yards in the first half against a top-10 defense, three touchdowns. Okay, he was responding. Bam, bam, bam. Everything Alabama threw him. He has no help defensively. LSU gets the ball back in the second half. He drives down the length of the field. They score. They take the lead on Alabama. He is the best player in college football to me. You can say I'm biased. But I can make a damn strong argument that he is. Here's the problem. Brian Kelly has an issue, and it's not himself. He did make the hire of defensive coordinator Matt House, but a lot like Alex Grinch, what we're going to talk about later on, you, in the bayou, you, that does not fly here. Teams will allow, or people, fans will allow worse offense if your defense is stout because it's their nature. People in Louisiana do are not going to accept bad defenses. LSU will pull the plug on Matt House. I called for his job on my own personal show. I think it's time for them to pull the plug on him. Um, but Jalen Milrow looked like a Heisman contender last night. 11 of 14 on third down was LSU. Nine. Joe, nine of those 11 conversions were third and seven plus. LSU was winning on first and second down defensively. They didn't make adjustments. They didn't do anything different. And ultimately, Jalen Milrow was able to make enough plays for them to win the game. I will continue to say this until I'm blue in the face. They are getting better every week and took a lot of criticism by, from LSU fans about this. They're the best player. I think that they you can make the argument they're the best team in the SEC, even with Georgia out there. Now, I do think them and Georgia will square off in the SEC championship game, and it's going to be a slug a slugfest going into that one. But I, the last point I'm going to make, Dallas Turner, you are a dirty player. Joey's a dirty player. And I got Alabama fans saying he's not. Well, I got the Quinn Ewers hit. I have multiple things on Jackson Dart pushing his head into the dirt like a loser. Okay, I don't I don't care. Okay, oh well, he's just a college kid. Well, when college kids are doing that, somebody's got to call it out. 
You cannot allow that to continue to happen. The best player in the country was knocked out, and it wasn't even reviewed on a targeting. That is blatant targeting. Going underneath the chin is blatant targeting. So My focus – okay. I understand where you're coming from on, on some of these takes. Um, my focus is on the outcome here for, for Alabama. To be very blunt, LSU is out of the national conversation. I'm just going to yep. be straightforward. They're still a, re- a quality team. I'm sure they're going to finish the year with a strong run here. They're probably going to finish with three losses, but they're not going to the SEC championship game. They're also probably not going to a New Year's Six Bowl game. It's probably not going to happen. They would need am, two SEC teams to get in the right, playoff, right. which is possible. It's it's certainly possible to happen. But mm-hmm. my takeaways here for Alabama: this is not going to be well liked by Alabama fans. My thoughts on them don't really change that much. I, I think that this is a really good win. It's a nice resume building win, and it's a nice notch in the belt, nice thing that you add to the season. But their performance, their offensive performance, I think a lot of people are are applauding the way that they played without really acknowledging the fact that LSU was without multiple defensive backs and Makai Wingo. And what happened in this game? They completed a lot of easy passes, and they also ran all over this LSU defense. LSU was clearly trying to make up for their deficiencies in their secondary because there were a lot of light boxes that we saw in this game. A lot Agreed. of light boxes. Agreed. You could blame that on Madhouse's decision-making, but all in all, the way that they played is not a reason to believe that their offense is completely fixed. I do not know if that team can rally and play as well as they did against LSU when they have to play against Georgia in the SEC championship game. I think that we need to see those two teams play each other to have a true determination of how good Alabama is. I personally do not think that Alabama is built to go head-to-head with Georgia and come out victorious. I just don't. But they've looked a lot better. They've improved week to week. I will give Alabama credit. I will give Tommy Tommy Reese credit. And I'll give Jalen Milrow credit. They have improved. But I'm just very wary of how they will match up against Georgia. I don't think they're capable of, capable of uh, winning that game. I don't know. I, I, if you asked me today if they could beat them, I would tell you no. But they are in a, a very good second half football team okay they make adjustments very well they rally to the football they're a good defensive team and and one thing is for sure okay they made stops on the best offense in the country when it mattered to them when it mattered they had a couple of field goals that were missed that would have separated the score more but i'm with you this is but i do think what you're trying to say even though you talk about bama it would be more of an indication on LSU and Matt House's decision making. Joe, they were playing two light of boxes. You have to, I know that you have DBs that are out, but after the first quarter, second quarter, and you're able to lock up Jermaine Burton and man to man coverage, three catches for 37 yards in that game, you got to look at him and say, okay, well, look, man, we're having um, success with our young dudes on the outside playing bump and run coverage. Uh, they did not light it up through the air. They threw for 219. You got to stack the box and you got to send the house at Jalen Milrow. Joe, they sacked him twice. It's exactly what they did. The only stops that they had literally came on them sending the house, pun intended, at Jalen Milrow. 
Like, well, that was that was what I said to you going into the week. Is that if you wanna if you wanna win this football game, you have to load the box. You just have to. If you get beat deep every so often, you got you have to be prepared. Right. That's exactly what Texas did. That was how Texas won that football game. They loaded the box. They said, you're not running the football. Tough shit. You're not going to get anywhere. If you're going to score, you better hope that you connect. And you know what? Jalen Milrow does throw that deep ball well, but it's he inconsistent. Didn't last night. He right. didn't last night. Because they were paying more attention to it. But he's inconsistent. But he there just, are, but he just there, missed wide open dudes, though, Joe. Yes, it wasn't like yes. he was contesting anything. Right. My point is that there's maybe five quarterbacks in the country that can consistently connect on those deep throws over the top. Jalen Monroe is not one of them. And I don't know why that was not the intent. It was literally on film in the Texas game to not have that approach. I, I don't know. I didn't really get that. Not to, I knew that that's more of like an LSU in the weeds kind of a discussion for, for your show. But, but again, but I, it's not, though, because do you think that Georgia's not going to do that in a couple of weeks? Oh, I That's think Georgia's exactly going to do exactly what, what Texas is going to do. And they have this secondary to play man-to-man on the outside. I mean. That's the difference, though, is that when Georgia plays Alabama, they don't need to pick a side. They don't need to pick a direction that they want to play the game. Their defensive line and secondary, that defense is the most well-rounded in the country. It is the best defense in college football right now, except maybe second to Ohio State's. They don't really need to pick a side, but exactly what you're saying, they're just going to play heavy up front. They're going to load that box and they're going to say, all right, we got Kamari Lassiter and Malachi Starks and all these guys. We're going to one-on-one man up these guys. Burton's fine. You'll get one or two good long passes to him, but you're not going to connect every single time. I think that that game plays out just so favorably for Georgia. I will... Well, I'll talk about that with Georgia in just a minute. I think Georgia did show that they have a chink in the armor, and I, I will talk about really? that. Yes, a, va- a very massive chink in the armor that I think Alabama defensively. Can- yeah, defensively. Hmm. Okay, I won't. I won't get ahead of ourselves. Okay, let's not get ahead of ourselves. So, very last point for me on LSU and Alabama. Um. Look, Joe, I, I'm just going to be real. I know LSU fans are going to get mad at me for saying this, but I'm just going to say it like it is. This is why we should not question Nick Saban. I, I, okay, I, fine. I'll concede that. Yeah, I will concede You know, that. like, I, I mean, at some point, we got we to gotta get to a place where He's two touchdowns that got called back against Texas away from being undefeated. Yeah. Um, I mean, they are – they have dudes all over the place. Now, look, I don't think that there's another team in the country, okay? This is the thing that I would say, and I think Brock Bowers may be back by the time that they would play him. But, Joe, outside of Washington, there's not a team in the country that can challenge Alabama dude for dude like LSU did last night offensively. LSU's got dudes all over the place. And I don't think Alabama gets tested like that again. Like, I I, I really don't. See, wait, this is where you and I have consistently disagreed, and it's week to week we have done this, and I'm sure that we're going to do this tomorrow when we do our top ten. I really do think that Washington's offense, knowing what we just saw – but I said outside of Washington. 
I know. I know. I'm, I know that you just conceded that. But like my point is here is that I, I believe that Washington and maybe Florida State as well, because they both have really good receiving cores, a really good veteran experienced quarterback, both of those teams. We just saw Jane Daniels and LSU have a ton of success throwing the football. Both of those quarterbacks are also good with their legs and can pick up long gains like Jane Daniels did. I think that Florida State and Washington could both beat Alabama. I think that they Jordan could. Travis can't run like Jaden Daniels. He he can't. But what I'm getting at here is that as good as they are, there is still limitations to what you can do defensively. You know, they can't just completely shut down an elite defensive or an elite receiving core like those two teams. The problem I have with Florida State, Joe, ever since that LSU game, they have been suspect running the football. And here's the thing. Bama does have the dudes that can get Jordan Travis on the ground. That's fair. That's a fair you point. Know, like, so, look, I, I'm going to surprise some people with my top 10. I told you in, pre, in, in pre-show what where I'm going to have them. I'm going to have them above. I think they're better than Texas. Now, our rankings is more like a power ranking. Yeah, it's not a resume ranking. It's not a resume ranking. Right. So, we'll see. Uh, you want to move on to Georgia and Missouri? Yeah, let's do it. Georgia and Missouri kicked it off in Athens this past weekend. Um, this one was for the SEC East. A lot of people thought that this game was going to be an outright blowout, that Missouri didn't stand. Including myself. Eight, including yourself. Uh, a lot of people thought that Georgia was just going to waltz in there and beat the dog crap, pun intended, out of Missouri. I cautioned people. I- I'd seen this team up close in Missouri. Joe, a minute ago, I said, I I do wonder if there could be a chink in the armor against Georgia defensively. Here it is. You ready? Cody Schrader had 22 carries for 122 yards and a score. He was able to run on this defense. Auburn, even though, okay, they are so bad offensively. What did I see? The arguably one of the better teams on their resume that they had played, they ran it on them. Now, Kentucky, it was what it was, and they answered that bell. I'll concede that one to Georgia fans. But you mean to tell me if Bro- if Brady Cook can get outside the pocket and make thing ha- make things happen with his legs? Are you are you going to convince me that Jalen Milrow can't? They do have issues with teams that if they can find ways to run the football, I don't know how good they are in that interior of that defensive line. Uh, I, I, I saw a Missouri team literally uh, yesterday at times get some more, more push against a Georgia team than I've seen in a long, long time. Here's the problem with my, my theory. Next week or the next time they play a ranked opponent – Hell, they're going to get a matchup against Tennessee. Tennessee's going to be a good little litmus test to see if they can run the football. And maybe I will be like, okay, I'll concede. But Cody Schrader having 112 rushing yards, it's not as if that you were just playing three-man fronts and back light boxes and backing everybody out. You were playing bump and run man-to-man coverage on the outside, and you had dudes walking down in the box. Cody Schrader had one hell of a football game and Brady Cook being able to scramble was a big deal in this one when he was able to use his legs. That was a lot of times when they scored, he was able to use his legs to get outside that pocket and make things happen. 
I, I think that there is visibly some issues with trying to contain quarterbacks when they scramble. And look, Brady Brady Cook's a good athlete. It it, it is not talked he, about he, Jalen Milrow. He's not Jalen Milrow. He can right. run. He's pretty pretty fast. I wouldn't be shocked if he's not like a four six guy if he runs at the combine. But there is a just to bring this back to Alabama because you brought it up. Auburn and Missouri's offensive lines are better than Alabama's. They're better than Alabama's offensive lines. Alabama's offensive line is problematically bad. They looked good against LSU because of the issues that we know that they were having with health and, and, and availability. Better though, I just don't think that that game plays out. I don't think that Alabama has as much ease running the football. I also think but that, I didn't say Alabama in my take here. I, I, I know. I, well, no, you did bring up. You said Jalen Milrow. You think? That yeah, Jaylen but Milrow I'm just saying run. that's the next real game. I, I, I'll use Joe Milton. Joe, they got okay. Tennessee in a couple weeks. I'll use Joe That's Milton. Point. Okay, I think how they play important. against him is going to be important. I, I think it's understand. a good litmus test to see where yeah. they're at. Now, I do think that they're the best team in the country. I've, I I continue to say it. I will continue to say it. They had the best secondary in the country without question. And I thought Carson Beck, for a lot of the shit that he's been taking, okay, going 21 of 32, he did not play perfect. 254, two touchdowns. He does exactly what they need to do. He missed some very big throws, but he's found his receiver in Lad Mahonkey. Mm. He has thrown really well. On a donkey. He has thrown really well, and I continually get more and more impressed by his performances and the composure that he shows, despite, again, he doesn't have Brock Bowers. He's just finding that next guy. They got the run game going, which is really concerning for the rest of these SEC teams. But Here's my big thing, and I understand that they didn't play a perfect game, and, and they did allow for Missouri to run the football, and you know they had a couple big passing plays that kept Missouri in the football game. I think that the sign of just true, utter dominance and elite football play is that when your defense can close out a football game, when your defense is the one who's closing out the, out, out the game, it's not your offense who's grinding the clock out and running the football. It's your defense getting a pick and capitalizing on a bad mistake yep. on a screen pass or whatever that one throw was where he threw pause, to the, offense, the defensive pause. lineman. Is there anything better in the game than when a fat man gets a pick? No, no, there isn't. That was amazing. I wish he scored that touchdown. Oh, that my would have been God. Hilarious. It was so great. It was so, I could see his jelly rolls jiggling all the way to the end zone, and you know that he's getting ragged on for getting <laughs> There oh, film yard line. Film today, the D line coach was definitely giving him shit oh, for, for not oh, getting there. But hey, that big boy can move now. Oh yeah, hell yeah, he can. A lot of those guys can move. But mm -hmm. to to finalize my point here, they also get the the back breaking finalizing interception on that last yep. drive. That to me, and they also got sacks late in the game when they needed to produce sacks. When you're not playing your best game, I say this a million times over. When you're not playing your your best game. But a good football team, you will find ways to win. You will step up in the in the tight, difficult situations and make plays when they count. And not just like get a stop. You're going to get an interception. You're going to get a huge sack. Washington right. did that against USC, which we'll get to. But that to me just reiterates that Georgia deserves to be the number one team in the country and that they're so freaking well-rounded. I don't think there is another team in the country right now except maybe Michigan but we have no idea because Michigan has not been tested. There is not a single well, other this round week. around a team. Yes. I mean, they will this week. Uh, I, if it's really even a test with Penn state, it's going right. to be interesting to see what CB, did you see what CBS reporting on that, by the way? 
on on what specifically? Michigan. They said what? tomorrow Harbaugh will be suspended. They only put it on Facebook. The like he's going to be suspended yeah. games this season. Yeah, for the rest of the year, he'll be suspended indefinitely. I think that they're going to be fine. I think they'll be fine too. Um, <clears throat> look, here's one thing that I do think was interesting. Now, I again, I don't know if there's a team out there out there besides Washington that I can think of right now that could challenge this. Okay, Luther Burden to start the game. Okay, had three catches, fifty three yards. He had the big touchdown early, massive. Theo Weiss had some good things. It, it, Connor Cook just – I keep calling, wanting to call him Connor Cook. But Brady Cook went 14 of 29, under 50%. That secondary is just really good. Unbelievable. They're unbelievably good. And Burden did get hurt, okay? And so you do question, like, how – was he 100%? It did not look like he was 100%. But they find ways to win. And this is the problem that I have with – you know, when people want to have takes, well, the, Georgia doesn't do this well. Bama doesn't do this well. Ohio State doesn't do this well. Michigan doesn't do this well. It doesn't matter when you're winning football games. Nobody is a perfect football team. I do want to see them against Tennessee, how they run the football here. Like, I, I want to see how Georgia looks. I think they'll be fine there. I just think it's another test. But Cody, Schra uh, Cody Schrader, hats off to that young man because, look, they had troubles at times bringing him down. He was able to run up the middle effectively. He was able to get to the outside. He had a couple of big runs here and there. That kid is tough as nails. I I do want I again I will continue to say this. I was highly impressed by Cody Schrader. I do I am now in an NFL draft fantasy football league. And oh we God. have a, and so I'm learning. I am drafting Cody Schrader. I, he is my. He That's is a waste a, of a pick. <laughs> I didn't say where I'm drafting him. I just said I'm drafting him. I get draft him last. You don't think he's any good? He he's. Like, I think he's fine. I just think when you're in a dynasty, league, this is really in the weeds. I, I I know way too much about dynasty league football. You have a very limited amount of picks. Running backs are usually. Uh yeah, whatever it is, but running backs are not a great investment and you also want you want to draft a bunch of receivers and then if you're going to draft a running back like there's like eight other guys that i would give you a recommendation you know who i'm taking with my number one pick who caleb williams jay daniels go for it Do i it. am thank you um i I'm always impressed by kirby i, I think he's one of, if not the best coach in the country he he makes right decisions all the time and you know what else joe this goes so under look from them. They are so freaking good on special teams. Yep. Like, they are so good on special teams. And I know that that's a side of the ball that you played in college. We, nobody ever talks about it. Like, nobody ever talks about how good they are on special teams. And I'm going to tell you, those dudes will run down there on kick, punt, block, whatever, and knock your freaking head off. They are headhunters and – they are tone setters like Kirby. I, you know, I don't know if Kirby runs special teams, but it would not surprise me that dude, there were a couple of times I'm like, damn, that dude just got absolutely obliterated. And Missouri had dudes limping off. I bet you are limping off after getting absolutely destroyed. Georgia is the best team in the country, man. To me, that right? that is not to cut you off the, I know that you were just trying to wrap there, but 
That to me is always an indicator of a top team in the country is how well they play on special teams. Do they fly all over the field on, on punt return and, or sorry, on punt and kickoff. And then do they just create big blocks on kick return and punt return? And you will always be able to truly understand the identity of a team based on what they do on special teams. And I completely agree with that take that you just had. Well, and here's another thing. Okay. That I just want to throw out there. All right. Is it shows that they give a shit and they will yes. always give a shit. Okay. All right. You, let's take Joe. Let's do this. Let's take a break right here okay. and then we'll come back and talk USC Washington. <sighs> Bro. All right. We'll talk. Uh, and we got a lot to talk about with USC and Washington. We do that next. Rafino and Joe show is brought to you by home field apparel, which is the best without a doubt premium collegiate apparel brand that is out there. They have over 150 different colleges that you can choose from, whether you're an Illinois fan or a Rutgers fan, maybe you're an LSU fan like Blake, or maybe you're an Alabama fan, whatever it is, even Idaho. They have so many different designs for so many different football programs that I can guarantee you're going to find some great stuff to help root for your favorite team. I've already gotten my Notre Dame stuff. Blake has his LSU stuff. Make sure you head on over to homefieldapparel.com to check out your team's collection of clothing apparel that they have on the website. And when you do so, when you check out, make sure you use promo code Rafino Joe to get 15% off your order. That is R-U-F-F-I-N-O Rafino Joe. Head on over to homefieldapparel.com and get your college gear today. Where the hell did you get that? Well, I'm I live in the South. Everybody's got to have a cowboy hat. Oh my God. Um, USC fans, yeehaw! Alex Grinch is fired. Yeehaw! Are you LSU loses and I think you've officially lost it. <laughs> <laughs> you, uh, hey man, Alex Grinch is getting his pay uh, his buyout money. Yeehaw! We gotta get you a bigger pair of headphones so you can fit them over the well, I'm wearing this for Lincoln. You know, he's from the state of Texas. Is he actually? Yeah, he's from the state of Texas, and he doesn't even know how to cook brisket. Which is so goddamn funny. It's, it's the funniest. So funny. One of the funniest. How can you be from West Texas and not know how to cook brisket? All right. He doesn't know how to coach either. Can I take my cowboy hat off? Here? Yeah, you can take it. All right. Finally, the cowboy known as Lincoln Riley made the move and fired Alex Grinch. Joe, you said it perfectly in your tweet. The worst team in the Pac-12 at running the football was the Washington Huskies. And my God bless it, Dylan Johnson had 26 carries, 256 yards, and four touchdowns. Michael Penix wasn't even that good. Look, and here's the No, he still played played a really good game. He just had that one tipped pick. Okay, I'm going to be very petty here. Can I be very petty? No. No, okay, because you Jane don't let Daniels, me be petty. Jaden Daniels had more yards in the first half of, versus Alabama and the same, I mean, more touchdowns than Michael Penix Jr. had in the entire game versus the worst defense in the Pac 12. Because he didn't need to do everything. He didn't need to do anything. Dylan Johnson did all. It was a tipped pick. It was a tipped so pick was, in the red so zone. was Jaden Daniels's. I didn't, I didn't give Jaden Daniels a hard time for his pick. Sorry, continue, for, let's just not do this. Nevertheless. Washington is not a all-around good football team. 
are they arguably one of the best? Joe, they gave up 40-plus points. To, to one of the best offenses in the country. That shouldn't be surprising that, that they gave up them. Against Notre Dame. How did that offense look against Utah? Uh, that They still put up points on the board against Utah. Okay, so they still put up points on the board, and they still played fine against Utah. The Notre Dame game, yes, is an exception because Notre Dame's defense was just that good. Notre Dame's defense was the hottest that they've played all season. Okay, we're going to go down a rabbit hole trying to compare all these games. My point is, is that you've got one of the most talented quarterbacks in the country built with an offense of, of multiple elite receivers. It's not surprising that they put up that many points. We knew that this game was going to be a shootout. And what I have said since the beginning of the season, all the way throughout every single one of these weeks, is that what makes Washington great is how quickly they can score in an instant. How dominant and explosive they are offensively. They can find Roma Dunze for a 20-plus yard gain or Jalen Polk or Jalen McMillan when he's back on any given play. It's just always there at some point. I trust that in a series, maybe the first two plays don't work. They're going to find somebody. They are one of the most unstoppable passing attacks in college football. I get they played against USC. We don't need to pat them on the head for playing this well against USC. But they can and will play the game of outscoring opponents and continue to succeed at it. I just don't think that they can, can they can't rely on that against the top teams in the country. Again, I don't think that they so in order, okay, uh-huh. as a complete team, I don't think that they are better than Bama. I don't think that they're better than Georgia. I don't think that they're better than Ohio State. I don't think they're better than yeah. Michigan. I don't think they're better than Texas. Like, I, I don't, Joe. I, I look at them mm. and say that you're too flawed on one side of the football for me to say that you're a complete team. Offense, that's great. But what if a Georgia team, a Texas team, an Alabama team can shut that offense down enough? That defense is just going to make – they're going to make Milrow look good like LSU did. My, my bottom line is this. It's more indication to me, though – like you mentioned, about how bad it is at USC. It is so bad that you got the, like, Joe, they got run all over. They hadn't been able to do that on anybody. Now they fire Alex Grinch. Good on them. Good. This took way too long. Way too long. Now, I don't know if there's some buyout things, some contract things that we're not privy to, but it took them too long. Good Good on Lincoln. Good on Lincoln. They got to hire somebody and get somebody in there that m- maybe isn't a fantastic play caller, but can recruit their asses off. Wait, yeah. I don't think recruiting is the issue, though. I think that the issue has been Yo, the scheme and the coaching. Front seven? I mean, they were able to go get Bear Alexander. They they brought in some big Bear name Alexander's recruiters. Yeah, that's actually I don't disagree. But okay, my point is is that they have had one of the more talented defensive groups in the country, not like top five. I don't care about, I do not care about what the star rating is. Somebody that recruit isn't just somebody that can get the commitment. It is somebody that can evaluate, recruit, get the commitment and develop. Okay. Well, the development part is what I'm getting at here is that there clearly has not been any development. There really, there really hasn't. 
One thing I just want to resurf. One thing I want to resurface and bring up here. I remember back in week zero when you and I talked about not saying that they needed to fire Alex Grinch. It was a little deeper than that. How we said that defensively, it looked like they didn't give a shit. It looked like they were giving a half effort. And everybody rushed rushed to their defense. Everyone rushed to say, Yeah, we got obliterated in that video. It's week zero. How could you criticize them? It's against San Jose State. They're still figuring stuff out. It's going to be fine. And on a week-to-week basis, that team on defense has not given a shit. And some of that is leaking onto the offensive side of the football. We criticized Lincoln Riley for the way that he has prepared this team, and I'm going to continue to do it. He should have fired Alex Grinch a while ago, and I continue to point the blame at him for the quality of play happening on the field. This is a half-assed football team filled with superstars that should be undefeated at this point if it actually played to its true potential. It is a pathetic product that we get on a week-to-week basis because Lincoln Riley is so goddamn overrated. Um. So, look. I will get back to Washington in just a minute because we do need to talk about the winner here and what it means for Washington. Okay. Actually, wait, can I, to be perfectly clear before you get to your point, I actually don't think we need to really talk much about Washington. And I know that might upset some Washington fans. I'm your biggest supporter. I, guys. I'm going I'm to talk about them. Okay. Okay. All right. My perspective has not changed on them, but what were you going to say? My whole thing is, or what I was trying to say, you should not be allowing these dudes that are in your region or guys that are in Vegas, dudes that are in LA. Those kids cannot be going elsewhere. Kayvon Thibodeau is a perfect example. Kayvon Thibodeau is a perfect that, example. That was pre-Lincoln Riley. I, I get – but people understand your point. Like, those kind of dudes can't go elsewhere. Lincoln has to. He he doesn't have to call the offense for the offense to be dynamic. He's got to figure out on being a head coach. He's got to help recruit on the defensive side. If he gives a shit, like, Joe, if he gives a shit and actually wants to win, he's got to grow up a little. He's got to become a head coach. We have waited too long for this to happen to Lincoln multiple seasons on end. Like, you've got to be a head coach. You're not just an offensive guy. But you know that karma is a – they call karma be a B word, a bitch. They call karma a bitch, right? Mm. Remember last year when Max Duggan was crying after a loss? I'm glad you're bringing this up. I was going to bring this Kayla up. Caleb Williams quote tweeted it and said, LOL, then retracted it and said, I love Max. I was just saying, LOL, about somebody actually posting that. That's not true. Joe, we had an interaction with Caleb Williams when we called him out for worrying more about his nails than worrying about football. He said, well, it's my mom's business. Okay, he comes out and says, sounds good. But you can do something with your fingernails. I don't care about that. You're writing F-Utah on them. You're a distraction. Then he runs over to the sidelines to what I'm assuming is his family and his mom, maybe. I, I don't know who it was. And he's crying. He jumps up in there. He's in somebody's arms. I don't know who it is. And he's crying. Mom. Okay. I don't have a problem with him being that emotional. I'm actually, to be real with you, 
I'm actually glad he showed some emotion that they lost, right? Like, it shows me that you actually do give a shit. But if he, it, people will not receive it that way because of what he did with, to Max Duggan. First of all, to the people who... I, I defend's not the right word. There's this weird group of people that whenever you criticize Caleb Williams' behavior, they all rush to criticize you for nitpicking the kid. But they do. when he acts the way that he does, and he doesn't do anything overtly inappropriate. You know, it's not like he's he's done something that is... Putting, just, on, putting your nails on saying yeah, F Utah okay. is highly inappropriate. Let, let, let me rephrase. It's not like he has done something illegal. It's not like he has done something... Um, fair, just reprehensible, but he acts incredibly immature and he does have inappropriate actions. And you know what? I I'm just going to go ahead and say this. It is so goddamn ridiculous and hypocritical that he did that to Max Duggan last year, backtracked like he did deleting it, trying to, to provide an excuse. And then for him to be crying because his draft stock might be going down and his Heisman chances are done and winning the Pac-12 is done. I don't know why he was crying. But for him to do that and to act like that way towards a, a peer, somebody who was in the Heisman podium with him, is so goddamn hypocritical. I, I think yeah. that he, his behavior is, is beyond pathetic at this point. I will give him this. I It did show me. But see, I question the motive. Was it real? You know, like, were you actually that upset that were and what were you I think upset? He was. About? I but think he was. You, but what were you upset about? Were you upset that you didn't win it or that your team didn't win it? Are you upset that it because it affected you? Or are you upset that it affected the entire team? They ask him in the post game what he's going to do. He goes, "I'm going to go cuddle with my dog and play video games, watch shows, or, or watch said, shows, yeah. whatever he said." It, it it comes off that it's all about. E Yes. I know that you yeah. don't like country, so but some people do. It's like the Toby Keith song. Want to talk about me? Want to talk about I? Want to talk about number one? Oh, my, me, my. Th that's his song. If he were a country song, I came out with a cowboy hat, it'd be the Toby Keith song, Want to Talk About Me. Okay? It feels like it's always about him. But we're that's, not allowed to criticize him, Blake. Though we're not allowed to criticize him, according to the general Joe, public, we're not allowed. To, we're not allowed to point that out. It's it's wrong to point that well, out. Apparently. I don't. I don't care what people say about me. Right. That's what I'm getting at. All the time. Yeah. The, the the problem is, Joe. We had an interaction with him. Okay, when he's liking tweets because somebody asked me if I would have had, a, and this was something that I got into it with Lindell White, a yeah. former running back at USC. We're both on. I, I think they're still believe. I'm not. I'm, he I'm does not the USC show. Okay. So. so me and Lindell White are going punch for punch, back for back, and he's saying, you, you know, this is the USC way, and I'm like painting your fingernails and saying F to Utah is the way, and he's liking the tweets. He's interacting with Lindell White on it because Lindell's defending him. You you, you don't get involved in that stuff. That's why people go out there and defend you. That's all I'm going to say on it. I think it's always about him, and uh, but I am glad that uh, he showed a little bit of emotion. One more thing on Washington before, because we got to move quickly here. Yeah. One more yeah, thing. We didn't make on it Washington. very far. Huh? I said we didn't make it very far. <laughs> Sorry, continue, continue. I'm I, thought we, I thought we made it really far, to be honest with you. Well, what I mean by is that 
we made it. We only made it through three games. I thought we were going to get to five, whatever. I'm, I'm being we're, stupid. We're, okay. Yeah, yeah. Go One ahead. more thing on Washington, we can move on. I do continue to question them defensively. I don't think they beat Oregon again. I think Oregon beats them, and then we have a two-team potential race of two teams getting the playoff from the pack. You want to move over to Cle- uh, Clemson Notre Dame? Uh, yeah, let's do Clemson Notre Dame. Clemson and Notre Dame in South Carolina. Now, a lot was made of this game this week, mainly due to the Clemson side of things when a caller, a fan of Clemson named Tyler, called into Dabo Sweeney's radio show. By now, if you watch college football, you know what this had uh, to do with. Joe, it's your team. I'm going to give you the floor on Notre Dame Clemson. What were your thoughts? Look, Dabo got the win that he needed. As you said, he, there's a little bit of confidence that's that's regained for the Clemson, Clemson fan base for that roster going into next season. That was a really important win for him, and I, I'll give him credit. I, I'm, I'm still not really in on him. I got to see, as I said earlier, I got to see what he does in the portal this year, man. You got to at least get two kids in the top 100 of the transfer portal class. Go get two talented receivers where there is an abundance of talent at receiver, at running back. Go get as many pieces as you can. You're going to have trouble finding offensive linemen, defensive linemen. Just give me one big name receiver, and I will concede that he is going to turn this thing around. But to focus on Notre Dame, my take still stands. I keep getting criticized for Marcus Freeman, for believing Marcus Freeman isn't the guy whenever he does something good. So last year when they beat Clemson, I was criticized. And then this year when they beat USC, some people wanted to bring up, like, why were you saying that he can't get the job done? Plain and simple, he is good for one good win a year. And arguably an overrated win a year because he beat a bad, a weak Clemson team last year and he beat an overrated USC team this year. He cannot prepare his team to go on the road to play in an important game against a tough opponent. They come out and play flat every freaking time. At halftime when they're getting punched in the mouth and they're completely backed into a corner, they sit there and take it in a very pathetic and unmotivated manner. He is a brilliant defensive coach. He is a great recruiter. But he is not there yet to be ready to be a head coach. He's just not. This was too soon of a hiring, and he's clearly still learning on the job. And it's going to be too late for us to figure out that we jumped in too soon on this guy. He is, his absolute ceiling is James Franklin. James Franklin has done the same thing in his entire career. He's going to lose to Michigan this week. He's going to finish the year with two losses, and that's a decent season. But Notre Dame needs to have higher expectations. They need to. I blame Brian Kelly. <laughs> Screw you. <laughs> I, I mean, I just I blame Brian Kelly. Here's a problem. And I'm going to defend Marcus Freeman. He tried to go get Andy Ludwig from Utah. You wouldn't pay the buyout money. There are some, because I think that your offensive scheme is complete trash. I think your personnel... Yes. I think your personnel decisions, trash, okay? You're moving Chris Tyree, a running back, out to wide receiver, and you think that that's going to work? Like, you really thought that that was going to work. Like I've said from the ultimate beginning, you, Notre Dame, 
do not have the weapons on the outside to win. Here's another thing. I I always hear about, Joe, that this O-line is really good. No, they are not. They are a good O-line. They do have no business being in the conversation of one of the top five O-lines in the country. They don't. They're not good enough. But personnel and scheme can change a lot of that. Sam Hartman, I'm just going to say it like it is, and I know that you probably won't agree, has digressed. He has taken a step back because of his circumstance. He's got he hey look, Ed, Ed some people would love to say, what did he have at Wake Forest? He had AT Perry. AT Perry's a phenomenal player. And the, the other multiple yeah. guys who've gotten NFL opportunities. The, well, and he had a much better receiver room at Wake Forest. Here's another thing. He didn't make good decisions either. He goes 13 of 30, 146 yards and two interceptions. I, I, I'm just going to – can I tell you how I honestly felt in that game? I felt like Clemson had better greengrass athletes. I felt like Clemson just was the better overall team. See, I don't – this is where I don't agree, and I think it feeds into my point here. I just watched a team that was way more motivated. I saw a Clemson team that was pissed off, was motivated, and Dabo clearly got on athletes? Defense – they have – actually, I can't say that they have better corners because – they're pretty even at DB. They've got better defensive linemen. They don't have better receivers. If they're either equal or Notre Dame is slightly better, Notre Dame is better tight end room, and they've got a better offensive line. The only difference is Cole Cole Klubnik has got or Kate Klubnik has got a bigger arm than Sam Hartman's, but his decision making is not as good. That roster of Notre Dame's roster is better than Clemson's, and they've played better up until this but point. They don't have, but Joe, you can. I can make the argument that I think Clemson might better have the better O line. You know how I know they that? Don't they? Don't okay. Well, then you're going to have to explain to me how your boy Maffa has 36 carries, 186 yards, and two touchdowns. But it all goes with what I'm saying here, and why I don't think that Marcus Freeman can get this job done of preparing Notre Dame to win big games because I saw a team that was motivated, and a motivated team is going to run the ball really well and punch you in the mouth on a snap-to-snap basis. And Notre Dame got punched in the mouth and but punched in the mouth and did nothing. For four quarters like that, for you to get pushed around like they did. T- tone is important, though. The, sure. the the way that you play is is how you're prepared during the week, and they clearly looked underprepared. I have watched this, this happen on a week-to-week basis. They were more talented than Louisville, and the same thing happened. Now, refresh my memory. The three losses. Now, I know that Clemson isn't ranked, but they're a high-profile team. Have they lost every high-profile or ranked team that they've played? Clemson? Yeah. They lost to Ohio State. They lost to ranked Louisville. Have they Have they been a ranked team this year? Notre Dame has – oh, and USC's probably not ranked right now. So, no, I don't think – that. Uh, no, Duke's not ranked anymore either. So, no, Notre Dame has not beaten a single ranked team. I, I, I mean, we got to talk about it. The guy isn't meant for the job. He's just not. He's not. He's not going to get a. They will not win a national championship with Marcus Freeman. I don't think they win a national championship in, until they do other things. Like you, you got to. I mean, you can say it's the Notre Dame way, but you're not going to get the green grass athletes on the outside until you start getting some of those academic requirements down. 
Well, to be fair, and we got into a fight over this in the offseason, Marcus Freeman has non-created in the season. He's created leniency in that. There has been much more leniency than in the past. But it's, yeah, I, I think that there is a path and a way to win at Notre Dame. I think that there is. And I think that there is now progressively more NIL involvement, especially what we've seen with Sam Hartman this year is proof that it can be done. But yeah, my you're problem, already, you're already tampering. My pro. All right, we're not doing that. We're my problem is is that I see a team but you are that is clearly not practicing hard, that is clearly not motivated, that is not ready to play an important game, and take advantage of a dead dog when it's down. Man, like Clemson was on the mat, you just had to finish them. Yeah, you and they did. didn't. And the problem is, and look, I, I'll give Clemson this. Okay, dude. They responded, and I, I will tell you that phone call is can change things. Like I, I've said this and taken a lot of criticism. If Clemson would just have converted on half of their red zone turnovers and mistakes, Joe, I will concede a Florida State loss. I'll concede it. But even in that game, Klubnik makes a bad decision on a fourth down, and they lose. They would they would be a one-loss football team. They would still be in the driver's seat of going back and playing Clemson again, I mean, playing Florida State again for the ACC title game. They would. They'd be square. And you know what? Can I tell you what happened? Mm -hmm. When they got into the red zone against Notre Dame, they converted, and they won. It's a difference I, I just don't like giving him. We've created unrealistic expectations for him. That's the reality of it. The guy was a five-star. Kate Klubnick, he was a five-star recruit, very big, big-name player, and there was the expectation that he's going to be like Trevor Lawrence. He's going to hit the ground running. He's going to be amazing. Sure. He's recoverable. There is a very good path for the next couple of years for him to really take massive steps forward, and next year could be huge for him. I remember last year when J.J. McCarthy was was abominable in some games. He played well against Ohio State, but he had some rough games last year. I think that Kate Klubman can figure it out. He's physically gifted, but clearly learning on the job. I mean, as you know, it's important having an experienced guy. Jane Daniels has been around forever. He started as a true freshman at Arizona but State. Jane Daniels had a rough first part of the year last year. Yeah, and look how long it took him to get where he is now. It takes yeah. time. It takes. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. I, I don't. Di yeah. I don't disagree with that at all. I, but I'm just. I'm just. No, you're misunderstanding what I'm saying. I don't okay. think Clemson's as bad as people think that they are. I think they've had a lot of bad breaks in the red zone, and it's bitten them in the ass really bad. Playing a Notre Dame team where you don't have those mistakes, you go in there and win. Joe, I, I will tell you. I do agree that Dabo's got to hit the portal. He's got to continue to do – he's got to change. He's got to adapt because if he doesn't, he's going to die, okay? Mm -hmm. But that team still has a lot of dudes, man, and they recruit well enough. That Trotter kid at linebacker, I'd, I'd, put, I'd let him on my team any day. That kid is a damn good football player. I love watching him he's play. A, he's a good college linebacker. Yeah, he's a good player. Yeah, I just love watching him play. That pick six was fantastic horrible decision by sam hartman horrible decision you can't that was when i turned the game off that was when i turned it off i, I see I, I i i can't do that if my team's playing you got to blow me out 99 to nothing i'm still going to be watching
watching. All yeah, right. I can't. I can't watch that. But so okay, here and I think I said this to you yesterday when when I was talking to you last night. I, I for my own mental health and the way I respond to people, I need to, I, I need to to remove myself. I have to. I don't. I don't respond well to things like that. Well, it it, it shows that you have a conscience, Jeffrey Dahmer. All right, no. you made it so far without you making those references. Hey, and... man, we went a whole year without me calling you Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. you remember, you remember. You know what's funny? I thought about right. this uh, the other night. Though I stopped calling you Jeffrey Dahmer, I said if LSU beats Alabama, I'll stop calling you Dahmer. Uh huh. And they lost this week, so I get to call you again. That, well, yeah, it's not as trendy, trendy yeah, of a topic as anymore. All right, Oklahoma and Oklahoma State. You want to talk about this and get on out of here? Yes, sir. Oklahoma and Oklahoma State in Bedlam. What a game. What an upset. The Oklahoma State Cowboys. Hold on. Oh, my God. And here comes the hat again. Bedlam. 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 This is why the show can't go over an hour. <laughs> I'm kidding, of course. Cowboys. They played a hell of a game, man. They played a hell of a game. Look, I, I'm going to be straight here, and you got mad at me for saying this. Ollie Gordon is one of the best players in the country. He is the best running back in the country. That guy is so fluid and explosive. He can turn an instance of just no yardage stonewalling defense into a, a 20, 30 yard gain. He is so freaking good. He won them that football game, man. He put them in a position to win. Bowman played his ass off. We, you criticized Bowman. They, you had a Tyler Van Dyke moment with Bowman. He, he proved you wrong. You got to apologize to Alan, Alan Bowman, man. But what did I, so tell me, remind me what I said. You said you don't trust him. I, and I don't Joe. He still, he still went, Okay, he still went 28 of 42 for 334. He Now, I will give him this, man. Bowman made a lot of big throws. But Ollie yeah. Gordon is is just the truth. And I will tell you, man, I, I tweeted this during the game. Oklahoma State wanted it more. Oklahoma State was pushing them around in the yep. fourth quarter. And they wanted it more. And they are a tough – again, Joe, we talk about teams, right? I do think that Oklahoma – you know, we had a lot of early hype for them. Maybe that they're a year away. They just had a hot start. But the last three weeks for Oklahoma, they've been bad. But I'm going to talk about the winner first on this one. Uh, Oklahoma State can can jump up and surprise some people. They're playing like one of the best physical teams in the country, uh, yet another team that can run the football really well and play good defense. It was one of the funnest games I'd seen in a long time. That crowd, that stadium was electric. And there's no telling. This game might not be played anymore, man. And they had the last bragging rights on this one. Give it to, you know, give it to the, the I'm a man, I'm 40. Give it to the the people in Bedlam. Bedlam was going nuts yesterday, man. Good for them. They win it. And Joe, have you seen the remainder of this Oklahoma State schedule? Pretty light, isn't it? It's light. I think they got Houston, Oklahoma, uh, uh, Houston, UCF. Bro, they're going to be, they might be playing Texas in the Big 12 championship game now. Well, so that's what, that's my first like real thought about this is I, I think that they now have complete control of their destiny to go play they in the do, Big 12 championship yeah. game. And I'm going to say it, it's perfectly plausible 
for this hot Oklahoma State team to beat Texas. And look, I, the problem is their lack of success early on was just purely because they weren't giving Ollie oh, Gordon, Gordon football. football. It was all yeah. that. And I wonder if they fed him earlier. This team, this team would be in the top 10 right now. You know, and I don't, they clearly have weaknesses. They absolutely clearly have weaknesses, but their weak schedule could have allowed for them to have a TCU type season. They're not going to sniff the playoff. They're, they're not, but they could really ruin things for Texas and they could win the big 12. It's definitely highly possible to happen. I agree. And, and look, man, I, I mean, you start getting to a situation where Joe, you know, we're getting late into the year. If they upset Texas, I mean, I think Texas needs Bama to win out. Like, and I mean, because if you yeah, get to, to help them with the yeah, because if you get to a situation where Oregon, okay, and um, Washington, Oregon meets Washington, the both of them could still get in it, and then I, also I think I bet Ohio the, State, Michigan, same deal. And they, and, but here's the problem with for Texas, okay. If Alabama wins out, what do you do with Georgia? Are you going to leave out a one-loss Georgia team? No, actually, I would. I'm going to push. I'm going to flip that on you. Goal, then what? I'm going to flip that on you. I actually, if we we had to think about this, if if uh, Alabama wins out, that actually prevents Texas from getting in. That makes a more chaotic scenario. You need but Georgia to win the championship. Like you mentioned, they have the head-to-head. Well, right. If it comes down to one loss, Texas, one loss, Alabama, they then, but Texas has the head to head or two loss, Alabama, rather. Here's the problem with that, though. They're not a better team than, than Alabama right now, though. They're not better than Alabama. It's hard to say that, though, because over the past couple of weeks, they have been clearly hampered by Malik Murphy. And as we talked about last week, that team has had to completely rally around Malik Murphy. They played their asses off against BYU, but that's not sustainable when you're playing against a quality Kansas State team. They were blowing out Kansas State, and then they they just coasted and let them back into the football game. I don't think that's a an indictment of their talent and how good of a team they are. I think it's just they desperately need Quinn Ewers back. I still think they're better with him. With yours. Yeah. But I do think it's interesting. Well, Oklahoma, look, their playoff chances are pretty much gone now. Um, yeah, there's no shot. Joe, they, just don't, they don't have the depth. Like, they don't have the depth. And I think they're a year away. I, I still think that they're – look, they were – I will tell you this. They might have the best recruiting D-line class in the country. Like, they – Venables has recruited his ass off. Yeah. So, we'll see how that goes. All right. Been a good one, buddy. Yes, sir. All right. We'll see you all again tomorrow. Michigan and Penn State this week. Yeah. This is going to be – this is the week that everybody comes down on Harbaugh because it's going to continue. Connor Stallions finally got fired. Hey, what if I would have told you that Connor Stallions would have gotten fired before Alex Grinch? I tweeted that. I tweeted that. You're still (laughs) in my tweet. I tweeted that, man. You're still in my bed. <laughs> he got fired for being too good at his job, but Alex Grinch got to stick around and stink it up. Very true. Very, very true. All right, we'll see you guys tomorrow. Y'all have a good night. Peace out, Girl Scouts.